Or is it just mustard stains? Can you dig it? Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Scales Needed. Yes. Come out I've been busy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that, you, stole, you stole my line. I was oh, you about to get that out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I combined lines. 48 Hours and Warriors, same actor, two different movies, same director. You guys figure it out. Are we Shit. recording now? Yeah, we're that definitely was... recording. Sorry, I'm, I'm no. fussing around with my microphone. Oh, that one was for free, everybody. No, that was good. That was really good. I thought you said you let me go. I lied. Oh, yeah. There He's we go. There's the, there's, the, there's the only... No no classic lines from there, yes. but uh, it's it's something. And it's you know something. what else that actor is on? Twin Peaks. He sure is. Wow. And Twin Peaks The Return. He's in Twin Peaks? Yep. Oh, yeah. Who's he in Twin Peaks? He's the, he's the brother of uh, the Horn brother, the one who's really into sandwiches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. in the in the Return, he's super into weed, and he spends the entire 18 episodes practically on a very confused weed trip in the woods, and he can't find his way back. Hell yeah. Available now, everyone, <laughs> to watch. Remember That's when I told you pitch. I would kill you last? I lied. That was fucking yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Fucking love that movie. I'm out on an island here. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Commando, bro. Commando, man. Well, now, specifically now that's just another this, twist. This actor. Hmm. So the guy he kills in Commando. His name's Commando. No, Commando is... Sick. His name is Donald Commando. <laughs> Donald Commando <laughs> from I Twin Peaks. I need a Magic the Gathering card for Donald Commando. Yes. Everyone. Donatello and um, Commando. Mm-hmm. Um... There's no fitness things to talk about this week, Thank guys. God. We're not going to talk about fitness at all. Donald uh, Commando, by the way, is the head of Arnold Schwarzenegger on the body of Donald Sutherland. There Just we go. to clarify. There we go. With the rocket launcher. Exactly. With the rocket launcher, he can only hold it for a few seconds at a time. Yeah, because his aim is terrible. He is an old, fragile man. And after he fires it, he needs a lot of time to recover. We're talking weeks because he generally breaks several things. Nearly all the things. Donald Commando. Coming to a theater near you. Honestly, at this point, if Schwarzenegger starred in a Commando sequel, it would just be Donald Commando. It would be. Because at this point, he has the body. Whatever you think Donald Sutherland's actual body looks like, that's what Schwarzenegger's body looks like. And the real Donald Sutherland is dead. The only, um, the only fitness <laughs> thing that's worth talking about is that I'm going to be in Ireland next week, so there probably isn't going to be a new episode of the pod. Boo. So, Boo, Ireland. Yeah. I'll be there for Filthy 150. Yeah. Kickoff of the sanctional season for the 2020 CrossFit Games. Everybody, put your hands together for the 2020 CrossFit Games season. Uh, <laughs> just be... trying to work its way through college while also making sure that plenty of athletes <laughs> with no other uh, professional uh, experience can pay for their flights. Dope. Huh. Um... Is this going to be a Took long, a dollar it's in be that a long season? It's going to be a very long season for you, Armin. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really long it's, season for me. So how long until regionals? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <clears throat> let's put it this way. The first sanctional starts right before Thanksgiving, and the last sanctional ends on July 4th weekend. Mm, wow. So oh. there are almost nine months, mm. eight and a half months worth of just hot steamy sanctional action guys Great. so that's how we know what the crossfit season is it encompasses all uh the new crossfit season encompasses all of the interesting holidays from halloween starts with halloween with spooky open correct then through thanksgiving christmas and For the, then with ju- the, the gobble open the gobble open the gobble open the go- gobble yeah. open mm-hmm. the the uh gobbanctional gobble gobble mm-hmm. sanctional what, what's you can't write, there's no good way to combine Something those there. Something there. The uh, Thanksgiving. Then, yeah. And then the Ooh. most American of holidays, of course. Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the red, white, and blue open. Yep. The uh, the winter solstice open. That's right. <laughs> if you're in That's one right. of those coastal cities. And then the second most American holiday, Easter. That's true. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Well, we forgot. you forgot about the New Year open, the drunk open. That's right. <laughs> the conceived <laughs> children open. That's right. The Valentine's the, Day yes. open. Yep. Black the, History uh, Month open. <laughs> That's right. Martin Luther yes, King open. For sure. The Black History open. For sure. Yeah. And the Valentine's open. It's a classic. Yeah. Everyone's going to love that one. Love Either that. way, I'm going to be in sanctional. So it's just opens from here on out. That's what we're saying over and over again. Something like that. Something. Or not, actually. Okay. It's either not. not opens or it is opens, but it's only one of those two options. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I know. And it isn't. <sighs> wow. But it's cute. Is, so, is the nonsense we're saying all that much different than how the actual qualification for the games goes? 
<laughs> are you against me? <laughs> not not really. Not yeah. really that much. I mean, it's always been nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just much more uh, spread around nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I think we should retire the term sanctional, at least for us. Because it was cool when it was just a made-up term mm-hmm. that was appropriate, but now that it's been stolen by the man, I think it. that I think uh, now we should be cool and call it re- and just call them regionals. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That is regardless. Yes. Just call them regionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the filthy one fifty regional is going to be sick. Mm-hmm. It is going to be sick. It's going to be pretty sick. All the Irish athletes and, and lots of international. Athletes. I think they have six. I think they have like sixty percent of the top ten. On both the men's and the women's side competing. Mm-hmm. Wow. There. Gross. Which is kind of ridiculous. So that's six people. <laughs> yes. Twelve altogether. Twelve altogether. Plus whoever qualified. And those are, I think those are just the invites. Quick maths. I think those are just the invites. But um, no, we're going to spend this episode, today's episode, this episode of Scales Needed. Brought to you by milk. I have some milk. You guys want some milk? Yeah. I fucking love milk. I mean, we could drink milk. Yeah. Yeah, they I mean, do we, pay us a, we would get Flemmy. Are you okay with that audience? They pay us a lot of money yeah. for me to have milk in the in the fridge. Sweet. Could we get sponsored by milk? Like no I have a friend that was sponsored that... by potatoes. Oh, what? dope. Was he Irish too? He, uh, Trey Hardy, <laughs> the uh, Olympian, decathlete, world Irish. champion. He was uh, sponsored by just potatoes I, I in general. Him, yeah, dude, sponsored by potatoes. I, yeah. And, uh, you know, he. I would see him tweet. Who tweeted about like speaks for potatoes? I don't know. I think it's the same yeah. thing. Like the Got Milk, it's like a it's like a trade organization. Gotcha. But Trey was organized by whatever the potato trade organization yeah, yeah. is. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, man, get like, after it. That's awesome. This guy looks like a potato. But seeing him tweet about like you know real athletes using clean fuel from potatoes hashtag ad, and I was like, I love you so much. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag hashtag real potatoes fried in hashtag great. vegetable oil. This is fucking great. <laughs> potatoes, the most versatile supplement. Yes. I, Pen- that's Pendulet. how you know you've made it. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Pendulette missed out on that action. Yeah. He should he should have capitalized on it. He kept yep. his only potato diet secret True. from the world. Mononutrient diet. Mononutrient diet. Yeah. Uh, secret from the world for quite a while. I was eating potatoes just because he thought it was too absurd that uh, no one would believe him. Are potatoes? But if he, if he got in right at the beginning there. Right at the beginning, if they could have sponsored him the whole way through, imagine how much more money he would have made than his Vegas show. I demand been running a mononutrient athlete, a potato athlete. Are Only potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> are potatoes ahead, uh, legumes? No. Are they dropping new products? Like, are there new yeah. iterations of potatoes coming out? Dude, new things? You, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if the R and D budget for potatoes <laughs> is like in the millions and tens of millions of dollars. Uh, here's my idea. Okay, potatoes. Listen up. What if you taste you know, like an apple? <laughs> Car- <laughs> Yo, grapes. You know how carrots. Candy? You know how carrots were big, but then carrot sticks way bigger. You gotta. All right. Here's my idea. I know that French fries exist, but I need you to grow potatoes in the shape of French fries, so they have skin around the entire French fry shape. Damn. Okay? Oh this shit. Is That's what you need to grow potatoes. They can do that now with yes, jeans. Exactly. And shit. Jeans and shit. He Put knows the potatoes and jeans. Listen, we might create a few potato monsters like Trey Hardy, but <laughs> uh, tr- and then they'll go on and become decathletes or whatever. Possibly when the CrossFit game back to fitness anyway potatoes grow french fries that have skin all over them with genetics and shit plus elementary school classes can save so much space yes. all of their potatoes that they grow uh-huh. in uh, in glasses yes. they can just grow all the classes potatoes yes. in one glass there that's right and imagine w- after the after the fall of society when we all live in closet cities space is going to be important and we're going to want those French fries. Do you guys potatoes. remember sprouting beans yeah. in elementary yeah. school? I, no like you get like this, the I remember cup. it smelled bad. And, yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of mildewy shit hanging just on the like, wall. What, what were we learning? What were we learning when we. So there's probably like a fourth grade teacher who listens to this show who's <laughs> like, you're learning about life, obviously. But yeah, what yeah. the fuck did you learn from that? All I learned was it was really weird that you could have a fucking styrofoam cup mm-hmm. and then suddenly life sprouts out of the dirt that you put inside of it. Yeah. Beans will find a way. There you go. Beans will find a yeah, way. Yeah, but all these kids are like, they're all on YouTube. They're all in California now. They're all watching home grow videos on YouTube. Now they care about growing shit. They're going to go all grow, grow. They're all going to grow pot at home now. What I don't understand is if we have all the power of GMOs. I think I figured out what they were trying to teach us. <laughs> Chase just caught on. He just turned on and tuned in. Why don't we, why don't, you know, the, you know, the classic meat and potatoes. Why don't we put them together? Why don't oh, we make shit. meat and potatoes that just grow like potatoes? You mm-hmm. just like dig yeah. it out, and it's like, 
half a cow head that's really small, the size of a potato, and you look at it, and you're horrified, yes. but it tastes like meat and potatoes. So you Just, want a you, cow plant. <laughs> yeah, I want a plant. I was thinking, how sick would it be if cows just had potatoes growing off of them? That's yeah. not a bad idea either. Seems that, seems, that seems slightly more plausible there. Yeah, just growing like warts kind of well, all not, over a listen, cow body. You're making, you're making fake meat out of like soy protein and tofu listen, and shit. Here's, here's, here's the problem with potatoes. It takes a lot to, of, of time and energy to feed and water them, to move them into sunlight, out of sunlight, whatever you need to do. That potatoes need to take care of that for themselves. So here's my, here's my hypothesis. Here's what I, I propose. We create potatoes that are mobile, they have legs and arms, strong legs and arms, and they feed themselves by, by just gorging on flesh. Uh, you know, so they're full of protein and other macronutrients. This is 100% and so, the flood from yeah, Halo. Yeah, yeah, Holy exactly. shit. So we're just large potatoes, strong arms and legs, a, a, a ravenous and insatiable and appetite for flesh. A gaping mouth filled gaping with serrated mouth teeth. full of serrated teeth. All the better to destroy exactly. flesh with. And this then, is what I propose. And then eventually, you know, once they and then once they've grown to a robust size of one, two, three tons, then they will submit, of course, to our will, and then we'll turn them into French fries. Yeah, and if you, you shoot know, them, and, they explode and turn into and, many more smaller versions. Exactly. Of them. What could possibly go wrong is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually what the R and D budget for the potato industry is spending its money on. If I had to they, guess, they they have uh, footage just like that Boston. Uh, uh, is it is it Boston that has the the robots to do crazy shit? Yeah, Boston Dynamics. They have footage like that, but it's just potato monsters like running yeah. and flipping and exploding on people. Have you seen the uh, the fake? Yeah, uh, yeah, the, one that quarter, the quarter crew people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fake robots. The fake robots. Fake, yeah. fake, fake robots that look like real robots that fooled the hell out of Joe Rogan on the so podcast. Joe Is, Rogan thought that he re- the uh, he really thought that the uh, the the fake video they made where the robots were firing guns and shit. Oh. He thought that was fucking real. That's amazing. That's, well, the first the first time I saw it, I was like, "This is really strange." Like they have a fake little robot dog. And they want you've seen that one, right? Oh, that that's a sequel. That's video. A, they yeah, just it's did, like yeah, yeah. they have the fake little robot dog, and they, they keep pushing it to yeah, like yeah. shoot the little robot dog. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. If you don't follow their second channel, Corridor Crew, they they like just do a YouTube channel about making all of those videos and everything. It's great. They do all sorts, and they do a fantastic thing where they just react to uh, awesome special effects and fight scenes. It's really oh, cool. that's those people. That's the same guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, yeah the those special guys effects are great. guys react. Yeah, same guys. Yeah, yeah. Those are the videos that our uh, future robot overlords are watching right now and just getting pissed because yeah. they think it's they think it's real too. Yeah. Do you guys remember? Okay, now we're going. We're just going all over the place. Do you guys remember Animorphs? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Did you guys read that shit? Uh, I never. I didn't read it. I just flipped through it so I could (laughs) see the transformation. Um, I I recently was reminded about animorphs, and uh, it I was reminded about how horrifying the actual storyline was. You guys remember what it was about? You didn't read it. I did not read it. Didn't they always like transform like unexpectedly? Like nobody knew that they're anamorph until it happened, right? No. So basically what it is is like, you know, the the basic premise is, oh, these these teenagers can transform into animals. Well, the reason why they transform into animals is because they got like potatoes. They got roped into like an interspecies galactic war between Mm -hmm. these like these these aliens that can transform into other creatures as long as they absorb their dna (laughs) and other aliens and then they commit like they literally get drafted into this war unknowingly to the point where like one of them commits like a fucking war crime and like almost genocides an entire people one of them wants to kill himself because he gets stuck in like an animal form it was it it, It was pretty dark it was very fucking dark okay everyone tell me what your anamorph animal would be armin go uh a life-size scorpion okay the scorpion king i want to be the rock the cgi version of the rock but the one with with the weird doughy with the face. weird face with yeah the yeah face. the, right, the cliff, fucked up version cliff go the uncanny valley scorpion king uh, well you know how red white and blue i am i just go for a bald eagle fuck yeah all right chase go sea turtle yes all right good all right and guys Kyle? i don't have to say anything <laughs> Oh, shit. Wow, he's already wearing his spirit animal. Wearing a wolf shirt. Nice, dude. 
You guys are fucked. I can swim. You guys can't uh, do yeah, shit. Yeah, but you're gonna die from a straw. But so I'm gonna okay. be I'm gonna be dope on like a wolf guy, and I'm and like chicks love True Blood, so they're gonna they fucking do. Di- they're gonna dig the shit. I'm gonna be all Joe Manganiello out of it. <laughs> Joe Manganiello. I'll be all like fucking <laughs> shredded with like an eight pack, and I'll be like, no, you can't fix me, and then they're gonna try and fix me and stuff. You'll be like Jake yeah, yeah. from from Twi- is it Jake from Twilight? Jake. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. 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 Taylor, the Taylor one, Lautner. The one who kind of looks like the CGI rock. Yeah. <laughs> the one who's like, oh, this is great. They're, they're, doing, they're having Down syndrome actors in movies now. Jeez. That's Dude. wonderful. Oh, man. I just... <laughs> Twilight. I remember there was... Come on, man. What you was of it? all people. Like the, the third... you know. The third movie, uh, the main chick, like, cuts her head open or something, and he, like, runs over, rips his shirt off, and uses it as a tourniquet or Hell yeah. Head. What? That's awesome. Doesn't call anybody. That's like a CrossFit gym. Serious CTE. Uh, <laughs> Here's uh, a shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, that, that's a good that's a good animorph. Mm-hmm. That's a good animorph. Yeah, yeah. There's also I have a, a shell. Sick. Yeah, but again, straw just right through the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's you would go viral weird. if someone found you and pulled the straw out of your nose. But so. here's the thing: if you were I'll a wolf animorph or whatever, like how hard would it be to just constantly work true blood into conversations? Like when it just didn't, like. <laughs> well, are you are, trying to keep because it it's a not secret? really it's not really relevant anymore? But do you keep it a secret? Is the no, thing? No, I mean I think people like kind of they know. They'll figure it it's out. It's in right? the air that you're a wolf animorph. Like people talk. People talk. So you'll go to a party. But you just feel like, yeah, yeah. You feel like if you can, it kind of greases the wheels a little bit, if you know what I mean. Like someone walks greases up to you, yeah. It kind of greases the wheels, yeah. if you, if, if you kind of get true blood out there in the ether a little bit, you know, it kind of makes, it puts people in the right mindset. Yeah. Okay. It creates a privileged moment, if you will. Uh, like and before so, you get to like a dinner party, everyone is like, oh, so who else is going to show up to this thing? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, um, Cliff and Kyle are going to yeah, be yeah, here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Kyle's going to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear he's. I hear he fucks wolves. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that's all about, but I hear yes. he fucks wolves. I'm like, wow, I heard he was a wolf. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know. That's really weird. You walk in wearing your yeah, wolf yeah, shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, definitely yeah. going to look like you fuck wolves. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's, well, I mean, if you turn into a wolf, you're probably going to be fucking bad. a wolf, right? It's not that bad. If what you if, turn you, into what a if wolf? your animorph was a female wolf and you're just getting <laughs> fucked by wolves? It's like, dude, weird fucking everything's backwards. Yes. What's happening here? <laughs> This is not what I signed up for. I wanted to be <laughs> Joe Manglianello. God damn it. I wanted to fuck the wolves myself. You have to like, you're talking to us. You're like, how is it being a wolf, Kyle? It seems pretty sick when yeah, you go out there. I don't want to. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's cool. It's okay. It's, pro- you know, there are, there are positives and there are negatives. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> So do you have a pack? Well, I kind of have a pack. I got a pack. Yeah, yeah. I got a pack. No, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I got some bros. I got, I got some wolf bros who I definitely spent a lot of time hanging out with. <laughs> like, I learned, I learned like a lot. Like eight of them. <laughs> All right. No way to know who the father is. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no way. Oh no. man! And then all of a sudden, my my impregnated like wolf baby just in the company of wolves out of my mouth, Neil Jordan style. Oh shit! That would be good. Uh, all right, all you right. guys should make that happen. Oh man! Anybody watch The Mandalorian? Yes. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah. Seamless. Were we it, done this, with fitness? Yeah, we're that's <laughs> <laughs> fitness wolf dick. Fitness wolf dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that works actually. I didn't finish the sentence. I didn't want to take it any further. Uh, are wolf dicks like dog dicks? Are they just the the, the red, red little the red little thing sticking out there? Or are they ha- are they hairy? I, I, I imagine wolf dicks Do we have are an hairy. That, Kyle, Listen, senior correspondent Jeff Little, we need you to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. We need to we need to see uh, Donald Commando, the magic card, mm-hmm. and we need to know about wolf dicks. We need to see if Donald Commando Jamie could fight shit up. the giant potato monster. You know, it'd be great. Is in magic they have werewolf cards that flip so it's yeah. a human on one side werewolf on the other side yeah what if we can get a kyle <laughs> transforming into a fucking wolf, female female wolf. Yeah. wolf. <laughs> but uh just i want someone to do an animorphs card dude <laughs> or okay. animorphs hold, cover hold of me on. turning <laughs> into a wolf before we talk about <laughs> the mandalorian can we just talk about how the the gender flip werewolf is the perfect 21st century uh, mythological creature 
Yeah. Because it is gender non-binary, mm-hmm. it is a, a subversion of expectations, <laughs> and it completely and perfectly fits within our political climate. Yes, directed by Ryan Johnson. There we go. Ryan. Ryan Johnson. Ryan, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Johnson. Renan. Written and directed and produced by Renanai Johnson. Johnson. And somehow, it'll be a commentary on Trump's America. Well, of course. What else would it be a commentary on? I thought we were all on the same page. That's what we're always working towards. That's right. Listen, guys, we don't need to say it. Speaking of a commentary on Trump's America, mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Yeah. Thinly veiled political commentary. Exactly. Made me want to indirectly it. it is. Very, very indirectly <laughs> it is. Uh, but here's the thing. Wow. Holy shit, that's good, uh-huh. right? Star God Wars is it. back, guys. Star <laughs> Wars is back. There's been no Star Wars since... Uh, since when was the last one? Return of the Jedi was eighty three. So now they finally started decided to make Star Wars again. Yeah. Glad, it's been a while. It's, it's been a while. Been a while. I'm glad, I'm absolutely, glad nothing happened in between. Thank God. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was a long thirty six years. Yep, but it was well worth the wait. Thank it's crazy. God. There's still fans of yeah. Star Wars thirty six years later. Wild. Since the last movie yeah. that came out, that was Star Wars. Holy shit! But um, but anyway, uh, it's just really good. It's really good. So what? We watched the first episode first, you know, because we didn't want we didn't want to go chronological order. We does. just didn't want to vary it up too much. Um, I wanted to be I wanted to participate in the conversation, you know. So we watched the first episode first, and the first thing that struck me is that just I mean, a you're like, oh, I get it. It's just you know not. This wasn't a huge surprise, but it's basically it's it's bounty law. It's uh it's it's a yeah, western it's a show. Western. It's a guy moving across the west. Okay, cool. But then you realize that these really simple genre situations, like guy gets a mission, goes to do a thing, these really simple basic genre situations work really well as Star Wars. You know, it's like all these attempts to make these important sagas with symbols and history and all this other stuff surrounding it made it not feel like Star Wars because what made Star Wars feel like Star Wars was it was about a guy and he gets a droid and he has to go to a thing and all that other stuff is cultivated over time with those characters but it was just a simple genre story told in the world of Star Wars and it works so goddamn well and it was just like it felt for the first time like Star Wars again. It just felt like Star Wars. It was so nice. Anyway, and so much more to say. It, it did Go feel ahead. like it did feel like a, a a modernized, updated version of a Star Wars movie. Even with its even with some of its faults. Now, here's the thing. I enjoyed it. I watched I them last night. I watched the episodes back to back. I think there's some things about it that are like just a little off. But overall, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, really? Does, I, I demand I you tell see, us what's yeah, off yeah. so we can shit all over it. Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you. Uh, I felt like. Two things jump out at me. Wrong. One, <laughs> one was I felt like the music was a little bit. It just the the I felt like the tone of the music mm-hmm. didn't quite match what was going on. Sometimes <sighs> move on. I so, can't discuss that right now. And then ahead. the second thing was it felt there was like some rushing in some of the like from scene to scene. Things just felt like it was just kind of moving a little bit faster than. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it just it felt like well, it would have been maybe better like as a forty-five minute episode. Well, as opposed here's, to like a well, here's, here's episode. what I will say. Here's what I will say is that it definitely feels like it moves differently than the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it feels like a I I feel like both literally and just sort of aesthetically, it is the modern analog for what Star Wars was in seventy-seven. And right. I'll tell and I'll tell you why because. I believe that this is a, and if you follow like the chain of people who were involved in the making of it, I think that this is a distillation of what that was through the various people who were kind of influenced by Star Wars and found the best way to distill it. And here's the thing. John Favreau was a producer on The Mandalorian. Love that We know guy. that John Favreau wrote is, the both of the first two episodes. Wrote both the first two episodes. We know that who is John Favreau uh, was a bit. Who is John Favreau a big fan of? Gendy Tartakovsky, the creator of Primal, Samurai Jack, uh, all of those things. He actually brought him in. I think Hotel to consult. Yeah. Oh, and, and you can't forget uh, Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, I forgot there. There had been no Star Wars since 1983: Return yeah. of the Jedi, but there's been one other Star Wars thing in the meantime. It was an animated show. Yes. 
Yes. Called yes. Uh, an animated Wars. Clone Wars Which by Gendy Tartakovsky. Yes. And oh, no, no, there's two two different things. Two different things. There was the old Clone Wars animated things by Gendy Tartakovsky. Now that was, you know, he did uh, the same Samurai Jack style, which is uh, just to kind of skip ahead here for a second, very much what you're seeing. Gendy Tartakovsky, whatever his fucking name is. Not involved in the Mandalorian, I don't think directly, but we know that John Favreau liked that whole thing. Well, this show Ooh. was directed by the guy who did the other clone series, the CG animated one, which I have not seen, but is which apparently very, Disney. very good. Yes. Yeah, but, great. But what I'm it. saying is that this is Ahsoka leaves. Was it Ahsoka leaves? I'm into it. Is that an episode? People that watch one though. Fuck yeah. I want to watch that show now. I didn't care before. But here's the thing, is that what we're getting, basically, is Samurai Jack um, as a Western, uh, as a Western told on, as live action on the biggest possible scale. And that is really, really, really exciting, because what was Samurai Jack? What was that whole style? It's, it's animators who were who saw things like Star Wars, who saw the action of that, and you saw that when Gendy Tartakovsky, whatever his fucking name is, made his version of Star Wars, the little uh, animated shorts, the clone, whatever they were fucking called, shorts, you saw that he distilled, like, uh, the, the lightsaber battles, the action, down to just very simple stories where the characters didn't talk much and they just moved through the world and took on huge beasts and things and and worked their way cleverly through scenarios. It was all interesting visual storytelling. And now we see that and we watch those kind of shows and we think, oh, God damn it, wouldn't it be awesome if someone could adapt that to a large-scale story or we'll see a shitty Star Wars movie and we'll think, couldn't someone do it like, you know, like he did when he did those animated Star Wars shorts. I've had that explicit thought before, and now here it is. It's like this distilled, lean version of guys just telling the types of genre stories, uh, almost comic book style, that lend themselves naturally to the world that George Lucas created around those very types of stories so yeah there was an episode of that clone wars show where mace windu uh single-handedly whooped everyone best ass. fucking episode that In is fucking such incredible. an amazing episode i was so disappointed yes. when i went to theaters thinking i was going to get that mace windu yeah. and i was like this bitch got thrown out a window that's and that was the disconnect like we were seeing we were fucking seeing the movies with these weird movies about people talking about politics and all this shit and then we went and we watched that cartoon and it's like a silent cartoon where mace windu loses his lightsaber and he's standing on this field of grass fighting all these droids and he has nothing to do but use the force and he just uses the force to disassemble droids and roll and fight and dodge lasers and he barely survives and there's no talking it's beautiful it's Chase's, distilled it's Chase's pure, six it's to great. midnight right now uh, I'm just, saying that's what he was he was big dope. dick energy all over that field and and sort of indirectly different different uh, arrangement of people but indirectly that wish has finally been granted which is like that now told as live action Star Wars on a big scale and told with practical effects and CGI mixed really well and I'm just so fucking like the first episode I was like could this be and it even has the promise of and talking to again speaking about it being a samurai jack variation it's very much a lone wolf and cub story you know you have the samurai and you have the baby in the basket the baby cart stories uh yeah well i mean sorry spoilers for episode one um but it tells that story and then episode two they just jump right into it it's episode two is basically just an episode of samurai jack a lone wolf and cub episode with a tiny little fucking spoilers i guess tiny little yoda baby and it's just that ep- I, the second episode is transcendently good. Like I, I the the scene where he's Indiana Jonesing his way onto the Jawa thing mm-hmm. and all of that, and I don't know, just uh, it's it's really really fucking good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. I mean, that, that's. I I wasn't quite saying it like that, but I was just saying it felt like yeah, yeah. a modernized yeah, version yeah. of those old movies, even with all the sort of like. The transitions, yeah. the the pacing, it, it like mm-hmm. felt like a modernized version of, yeah. of all the movies. Big fan of sand. It's pretty There's good. There's a lot of sand a lot in it. A lot of sand. There's a lot of sand. Love that aesthetic. You know, we've joked uh, about how important it was, uh, how important helmets are to Star Wars in the past. You know, Pat Oswalt famously did his whole bit about, you know, I want fucking helmets. You know, like when his 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 his, mm-hmm. his retort, his rebuke of the whole uh, 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 prequels the trilogy. I want helmets. I want this. They've found a genre space that makes helmets 
an important narrative device. And I don't just yeah. mean the Mandalorian religion or whatever, but I mean the idea of the ambiguous Ronin or the cowboy with no name who has a stone face and you can't read his emotions. And is he... You know, is he shepherding the baby because he cares for it, or is he shepherding the baby so he can turn it in alive and correct the award? We don't know. Is he good? Is he bad? He rides that line, and how they have communicated that, or the device they are using, rather than just having, you know, Ryan Gosling be all stoic, instead of that, they're putting a literal helmet, the iconic helmet, over his face, and allowing all the emotions to play behind that, and allowing only you to judge him by his actions. Wait. So it sounded genre space, what was that? Is Ryan Gosling the Mandalorian? Yes, he is. Yep. WT fuck. Yes. That's Do why... Do you know who actually plays him? That's why I like yeah. Drive. Well... It feels like drive because yes. no one's fucking ever talking. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to say. He does not. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It might as well be Ryan Gosling. Oh, sure. But it could be one of that, us. It's, it's Bradley that, Cooper. Yes. It is Armin. It would, what if it was Bradley Ed Cooper Holmes. doing the Rocket Raccoon voice the whole time? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to take care of this baby. <laughs> or whatever the fuck he sounds like. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Rocket Raccoon, but I wish it was what Rocket Raccoon sounded like. James Gunn, I'm available. You can also tell that they spent a god damn boatload of money to make it look pretty because fuck it looks pretty fuck yeah it, fuck it looks yeah. very very well, pretty it looks so pretty and but you can feel how much smaller how many like you can feel fewer dollars per second than force awakens you can feel the smallness that it's often people small sets walking around cameras being held by people and that <laughs> mm-hmm. smallness though makes it nicer it makes it prettier it makes it feel so much more grounded and much more of a a a tangible experience that i'm connecting with than you know the much more robust uh, i mean it it also feels more real because like the uh bounty hunter droid does not follow any fucking real physics and still looks like it really existed they actually looks like they built a goddamn bounty hunter droid that swivels around which is a cool fucking action set by the way yeah like why why have we had to wait until now to see robots that were designed for war actually <laughs> perform like they were designed for war? Yeah. Every other time they're like, meep, meep, get shot and killed. This one's like, fuck, I can shoot at every angle and yeah. I can feel you breathing <laughs> over there, you jackass. If you can see dope. the visual, <laughs> I got all his arms going. Speaking of which, by the way, it's funny. I didn't make this connection until now, but that famous Pat Oswalt bit about the uh, the helmets from, I think it was on Werewolves and Lollipops, he talks about somewhere in there how he really wishes, he heard that originally for Han Solo that they were going to cast Nick Nolte and how he thought how perfect Nick Nolte would be and how a crabby ass Nick Nolte like yeah damn it Chewbacca blah, 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 would be perfect in the Star Wars universe who is playing the little mechanic next to I Mandalorian spoken. I have spoken Nick Nolte which so, is he's lot. so fucking yeah. good mm-hmm. he's so fucking Nolte. good so it's like I don't think any That's nothing great is effects nothing, too nothing, yes no I mean that just just the fact that he's practical and the fact that they're just letting his mouth move Jim Henson style like it's the goddamn storyteller you know and it's like the 90s again it's like they're letting his mouth move they didn't go in with cgi and manipulate his lips so that they move perfectly with the thing he just moves his mouth up and down words come out it's fine everyone digs it which makes me also think by the way dark crystals out all jim hensony this is out can we see more shit like this now please please everyone anything is possible anything is possible i i i love the um like the narrative uh that they're using it feels really familiar but i can't place exactly where because i feel like we've seen this exact <laughs> fucking thing you just said the most cambellian thing <laughs> it feels familiar but i can't place from where god damn it's like i i'm i'm 100 positive paging dr young i've seen yeah it's, i'm 100 positive i've seen a movie uh-huh. or tv show in which a bounty hunter finds out that it's his prey is an innocent and needs to decide what to do with it yep. in that situation. It is in a, it's a, in like, it's a rather archetypal. It's like story. it's pretty fucking common, right? Armin, um, Armin. It's it's you, if you haven't seen it. It's in your genes. <laughs> it is in your genes, and you're just it is seems familiar because it's always been there. Your built your brain was built to like that story. Hell yeah! Uh, well, what? Then, yeah, that explains it. What's the part like of you the... that wants to have children loves this story. The idea of the <laughs> cowboy who lives, who opposes the world, who is shepherding a baby through it all, but who is a dangerous warrior possessed of 
great skills. Yes, What's this, is you, this is you. This is you wanting to be a father, Armin. That's why you. That's why you're not responding to the challenge, Armin. That's why responding to the show. You have stuff within you that needs to be worked out. Over that's the last it. four million yes. years, as uh, as humans, proto humans, told stories around the campfire. Those who didn't find that story particularly attractive did not go on to pass their genes, that's and right, so Armin. we are. We are the the. Uh, we are, we are the fruit of the loins of those who uh, who dug it, man. Pass and that's why, your loins, that's why your loins Use dig that loins. story. Use hmm. them loins. Yeah, I was, I was wondering why I was so erect yes, during both those episodes. Exactly. Very strange. When when does this story happen? Like in the Star Wars timeline? A- after Return of the Jedi? Yeah, just after the Empire's fallen. I think so. Yeah, because he refuses to take empire credits mm-hmm. yeah that, that's what they refer to as yeah the empire's fall i'm not that those aren't good anymore so you get the idea it's like right after return of the jedi pretty much mm. which is pretty wild yeah 50 year old little spoiler yoda baby which means that that 50 year old yoda baby was around yeah during both does the, this mean that yoda fucked or is it just like a yoda definitely fucked. dude yoda laid some green pipe as it turns out when who? whenever luke wasn't Everybody. around basically all yoda did was, was blow f- loads into stuff <laughs> 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 that's why he, that's why he walked with a cane <laughs> he had thrown out his back long ago by just like just turtles whatever he thrown out his back blowing out the back of other yodas <laughs> <laughs> yeah um there's I, that visual for you guys. I enjoy I enjoy the Mandalorian. I will continue watching it yep. for sure. Because uh I'm curious. I want to know more about the Mandalorian himself. I want to know about Mando. Mando the Mandalorian. Yes. Or is my favorite, and this is not mine, but I love it. Mandalorian. He's half man, half DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh God. They, so I, good. I uh, I guess it might be John Favreau's writing skills, but just being able to set up a bunch of really interesting stories and settings and sort of like yeah, that guy made me care about right food the, trucks so. right from the get go. Yeah, I mean, this is I I mean, the, just like just to, to call it like it is for a second. I mean, I just think this is just really, really, really high level filmmaking, really, really high level storytelling. Just it's interest. It's just nothing but interesting, compelling sequences that tumble into each other with like this really propulsive causality between them uh, you know it's a really iconic character dynamics that make us empathize with him it's set up to f- stoke our curiosity because we get feel like we're getting to know our main character but we don't know him at the same time it's just really good stuff and like if if they if it's not a fluke you know if if this you know if if, if this good start like uh, is a good indication of, of how they'll handle the whole series. I have a feeling this is going to be really special. Plus, this also shows a within the Disney Corporation a, uh, a long overdue course correction because mm-hmm. you know John Favreau started the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. with Iron Man and had a brought an entirely unique style to it that's defined the Marvel Cinematic Universe since then. And then they bought Star Wars subsequently and decided. Who are we going to put in charge of Star Wars? Not Kevin Feige and not John Favreau. Well, they were very busy at the time, but it's now, true. and well, they and they and they even announced what was it? <clears throat> they announced that uh, Kevin, Kevin Feige, Feige was going to be coming in to do his own. So I feel like I, who fucking knows, you know? But it, it, you know, but now it's just interesting. We have Kevin Feige stepping in to do Star Wars stuff, and we have John Favreau starting this thing that you know. I have a feeling everyone on planet, like the numbers will eventually somehow leak out or whatever that everyone on planet Earth watched The Mandalorian <laughs> at the same time. So it's just... Uh, Highly possible. You know. It's true. Uh, 10.2 Almost million as many downloads. people yes. watched yeah. The Mandalorian as watched this show. So if this means a Marvel takeover of Star Wars, I, I welcome our Marvel overlords. I really yeah. do because it's really, it's a good fucking start. So I mean, I don't want a Marvelization of I do. Star Wars. I do. But I just want yeah, Star Wars. Sure, I'll take it. Fucking I'll fucking take it. Anymore. I'll take it. Imagine imagine some old salty Marvel guys like John Favreau and Kevin Feige taking everything that they learned and just making anything with Star Wars. And then imagine just imagine what other alternative there could be. All, all I know is Any, that almost anything else is like rolling the dice. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is that Kathleen Kennedy has been a goddamn disaster. I mean, not maybe not financially, maybe not financially, but you know, yeah, considering yeah. they probably spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on reshoots for all these yeah. movies, like, and it's weird to blame individual people, but it's just like it's the thing is who fucking knows, but it's just I just would like something to get I could get excited about again, and the Mandalorian is really the first Star Wars that after having seen it, I left excited. 
since ever in my lifetime, you know? So, well, that's not true. I was really excited about Phantom Menace when I left the theater, but I was a child. That's right. I really like Jar Jar. Yeah. I, it sucked to learn. Now this is pod racing. Now this is pod racing. Jingle all the way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the next line. Yeah. Um, Jake Lloyd. I did you guys remember they cut my boy? Hmm. It's hard being a Darth Maul fan during yeah. Phantom Menace and not point. understanding he was the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, one other one other point to bring up um, in terms of the marvelization of Star Wars. I think it, what this shows with John Favreau's work on the Mandalorian shows is that if you're an incredibly talented storyteller filmmaker, you can do good things in radically different styles. What did he bring to Iron Man and that therefore set the tone for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, Humor. Uh, talented, yeah, talented improvisational actors quipping during scenes and adding just a light, airy, fun, improv-y, quippy feel to all the Marvel movies. Is any of that in The Mandalorian? No, not a bit of it. What What is in The Mandalorian is... Lots and lots of other good shit that doesn't necessarily have to do with any of the things that made Marvel stand out. What it shows is, if you're really, really good as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, you can do multiple kinds of things, and they'll also be good. (laughs) So, I'm not terribly worried about the Star Wars movies seeming like Marvel movies, because he's now set, hopefully a new tonal foundation that Star Wars will be built upon that mm. isn't the same thing. Can not you imagine how pony? jarring it's going to be to watch Rise of Skywalker? I mean, just imagine watching it because we're not going to watch it, but imagine watching Rise of Skywalker. But think about, it, think about this. Think about how much more you know about the Mandalorian or how much better you feel you know the Mandalorian after two episodes and never seeing his face and he's maybe said four lines than Ray. That's right. I mean, like, I legitimately feel like I and kind of, I, I'm intrigued. I know certain things about him, but I, I want to know more things about him. I still, and I've t- mentioned it before, I watched the trailer for the third film in the trilogy and had this thought, I wonder what kind of character she's going to turn out to be. Like, as if I were still watching the first trailer for the first film in the series. Like, oh, I don't know who she is yet. Um, and I've seen two... TV episodes of Mandalorian, and I feel like I know him better and want to know more about him. Oh, Kyle, she's a she's a strong woman. She is a strong. Woman. <laughs> she is she is a strong dude. Woman. Um, <laughs> dude, this season of South Park was insanely good. It's so good. It's like it's as as a lifelong South Park fan, like I've just wanted, just like just give me one more. Just all I want before you guys throw in the towel. Just give me one more gangbusters season and they are delivering a gangbusters like for the record books season so the whole integrity farm season men. i haven't seen this. i haven't seen the entire season yeah. but what i have watched is the strong woman episode strong woman. Woman. Oh, and God. uh i i realized that it's been a very long you, you time you had to because of the podcast that's right it's relevant it's a it's literally has a facsimile of the crossfit games in the episode that's true uh and i i I realized that it's been a very long time since I've watched South Park because yeah, yeah. there were characters that I did not recognize. Oh, you didn't know PC like, Principal? Who or are any? these people? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. P- PC Principal came back right when, well, right when PC came back, about 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah he's been there mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who that is. The guy with the sunglasses. Well, I know who that is. But I suggest yeah, you yeah. check your fucking privilege. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> the Strong Woman episode. I do not want to see any fucking sombreros. <laughs> so good i don't uh, know what led to this part is it, is it supposed to is it supposed to be like a one-off thing is there something well that... no there's there here's here so basically here's what happened is they're kind of return this is the first uh brief the short short version this won't make any sense those two characters pc principal and and uh vice principal strong woman uh or characters who have originated in other episodes independently they got married they have a bunch of kids the pc babies who are just always used as like a chorus to like signal where like what 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 quote culture or whatever would want to would be like would disapprove of right. for the purposes of the episode. Anyway, so that's a previous thing. They've spent the entire season up to this point doing a side sort of series uh, called te- you know where 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 Randy became a weed farmer. It was all called Tegrity Farms. So every episode up to this point in the season has been 
a uh, episode that where there's no South Park intro. It's that there's a whole Tegrity Farms intro. It's like instead. a sitcom called yeah, Tegrity Farms. Exactly. It's like a sitcom set. Where on Randy's a weed. the main character. Exactly. It's great. And it was and just the it was great. It was really fucking good. And then they've transitioned now to the. This is their first episode back. I think just doing straight up South Park, like back in the town and everything. And that and that was their first episode back or second yes. or something. That was first first one back. First one back. And it opens also not with the South Park thing, but with the PC babies. The PC with babies. The PC babies. Babies intro. intro. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so That's you could true. be misled into thinking it's a one-off, but yeah. PC babies run South Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this episode was fucking great. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. Crazy. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage alive again. Yes. yes back, yes, back yes. from the dead. I hope I can inspire little girls all over the nation yeah. that the they shaking? too can't yeah. get their ass kicked by me. <laughs> the, the fucking the hands, <laughs> the fixing of the glasses, <laughs> yeah. the shaking yeah, yeah. is just so fucking, so fucking good. good. Every little bit of it <laughs> is know. so fucking well, good. And it's the kind of thing where they they were also smart enough to know they were engaging with like hot button stuff and the only way to make it like palatable is to push it to such a point of absurdity that one has to laugh at it. And that's like if it weren't Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> You know, if they had tried yeah. to find something that worked more in reality, then then it would be way way worse. But the fact that they just have not, with a full beard, Macho Man Randy Savage there, it'll it you know then it becomes something absurd and funny and amazing. So I love it. Yeah, uh, transphobe. The, the so I, the premise of the show, the episode, which is on Hulu, in case you have Hulu and want to watch it, is that. Uh, Strong woman is competing in a strong woman competition, and uh, it looks a hell of a lot like a. Uh, it looks like a CrossFit competition that I'd like to have, which <laughs> yeah. is including boxing and yes. shit like that. Yeah, People like need to fight each other. Boxing and wrestling and tire flips and clean and jerks. And, and there's fucking... no. Fu- By the way, there, I, looking at those wide shots and everything, there's no fucking way that those were not just shots of the CrossFit games that they had just like animated and shit over uh, or whatever. Like that. Like that's what they were. It was like just CrossFit games plus like someone evoking like memories of old like tough guy competitions. Yeah, for sure. Back in the day. Uh, so and then a. Uh, trans female as mm-hmm. Macho Man Randy portrayed Savage. By, portrayed by Macho Heather. Man Randy Savage. Come, named Heather. Who is then revealed up. to be the ex-boyfriend of strong of Vice Principal Strong Woman who is seeking his revenge by entering the Strong Woman competition so to beat her up. That's the most petty. That's a Drake level of pettyism. Uh, that's yes. a Eddie Hall level of pettyism. That's right. And this is, of course, being the ultimate perfect kind of predicament to torture uh, uh, to torture uh, Vice Principal uh, or PC PC Principal. And ah, uh, it's a good episode. Yeah, it's, it's good. Great. It's good. I also <laughs> like especially the fact- because. I mean, that's basically like we, we uh, like however long it ago it was on the podcast. It's like it was exactly where we got to at the end of that episode. Just all we're just trying to say is like, like maybe, like maybe we can have a conversation <laughs> for like one second about it <laughs> and not, can we just have a conversation? But PC Baby saw the nuance, I guess. They saw the nuance and uh, they, they ended up seeing the nuance at the end. <laughs> you know how they are. They're babies. They have their <laughs> mind made up before they even see what it is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes before before anyone so says anything mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah um and we also saw a brand new episode of richard and mortimer yes oh, that yeah. was really season good. four is is out guys a lot of good stuff happening i guess cold weather now so they're like give them the good tv this it was is solid. a good time it was a really a solid rick and morty IV episode tab. Yeah. I loved it. Has another nice, mind-blowing uh, sci-fi premise at its core. So good. I don't know how they keep coming up with these great sci-fi premises. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, premises. Yep. When did this become the norm? <laughs> yeah, that's I feel like it's a I feel like that was a perfect kind of uh, concretization of what we're all trying to do with all of our supplements and like reading Tim Ferriss books and personal optimization. It's like how do I constantly move my life towards the best possible result all mm-hmm. the time? How do I optimize my life? And uh, how do, what, what do I do? And then you end up just not ever enjoying anything ever, uh, which is, uh, yeah, I, I've been there, man. I, feel, I, I, feel I guess 40. we get together sometime in my 40s, I'm <laughs> guessing. <laughs> Look, we're going to go skinny dipping right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, the little twist at the end. It's like, I'm going to be a bedside nurse <laughs> and I'm uh, going to tell them, I love you, whatever your name is. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. So good. Yeah. The, oh, dude, the, the one uh, when he shows up on the shrimp world and that the, my favorite line is like, he goes, uh, let me guess, you're surprised about your shrimp body. You're like, yeah, 
uh, I'm a primate. He's like, so what is your your house is like a a, a tree or is it like you live in a tree? He's like, no, actually, it's weird. It actually looks exactly like this house. And the shrimp uh, Rick is like, well, what a mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just loved the the, the, the the like meta level of inversion there of like yeah I'm a shrimp so of course I live in a box house on a street but this 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 primate, primate person must live in a tree. <laughs> uh, uh, so fucking Pardon. funny. I've just been like thinking about that and laughing about once a day since I saw the episode. Uh, the Nazi <laughs> Nazi Morty wants a regular Precious. adventure, just a normal adventure, just like it used to be. Yes. Like, fine, I have a Mesex box. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, that was great, man. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Kirkland's yeah, yeah. Meeseeks. So, <laughs> so uh, many, so many great what do you little want? moments. Yeah. So many great little moments. The, uh, the most delightful scene, obviously, is uh, the wasp dinner. Having a heartfelt <laughs> conversation. <laughs> they're My horribly, babies. horribly torturing to death the, uh, the, 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 wor- the worm science teacher. God, uh, that's uh, that's Rick and Morty. There that's, you go. They really nailed it. Not uh, a children's cartoon. So are you guys, do you guys know about... Uh, Doc and Marty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc and Marty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, just learned about that this week. I, I didn't we know we talked about it years and years ago when Rick and Morty was first starting. That is the oh. short that Justin Royland oh, did. Oh, that was the right, basis. Right. Yeah, that was much more explicitly a X-rated um, parody of Back to the Future. Where it was yes. Doc and Marty, but spelled all childlike, and it has an interesting conceit <laughs> at its core. Has an interesting plot mechanic that recurs all the time. The basics of it are: uh, in order to get back in time, uh, Mar- uh, Doc is just uh, Doc or Rick is just like Marty, Marty. Oh, oh, if you gotta get back, you gotta, you, you gotta lick my balls, Marty. You gotta lick my balls. You gotta and lick then it my shows cave bleeding balls, Marty. Then it just shows. Uh, oh, okay, Doc. Oh, are you sure? And then he goes, and it's just Doc. It's those two characters, but he just licks his balls. Um, and then they show that and a lot. That's awesome. Apparently, there's a reference to it. In this episode, whenever Summer's saying, okay, so you know at the end where they're both like, yeah, we're back for season four. And uh, what's her fucking face is like mocking them in the background. Yeah. She's like, oh, you guys get together and like suck each other off and it's real late. And you, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like referencing oh, nice. Doc and Marty. Yeah. That's, That's how I found out about it. That's, That's solid. I didn't know Doc and Marty. Oh, I think maybe it sounds familiar. Like we talked about that once. Yeah. It's I did disturbing. Not know the balls licking thing. And you know what else is great? Bendigo. <laughs> oh, God. We got to get back to Bendigo, Marty. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man, I just saw that recently. That's that, yeah, the, um, hmm, hmm. I'll survive without ever having to watch that again. I'll watch it many more. You got to get the poison out, Marty. Um, got to get to Bendigo to get my green cube. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to watching all this stuff again next week. In an Australian accent. More Isn't shit. More Isn't shit. What, what else do you make of Disney Plus? You watch anything else? I on haven't there? watched anything else on it. What? I Is there anything else worth the watching? Fuck out. We hipstered the fuck out. You know what we watched first? Steamboat Willie. Mm. Oh, nice. The very first Mickey Mouse Where'd cartoon. Where to go? Then straight to the Mandalorian. The old and the new, combining the Alpha and the Omega. I did literally nothing. I signed up for it. I watched the two episodes of the Mandalorian, and I, I signed off. I, I have uh, Aladdin and Lion King streaming at the same time, just to make up for all the years that I couldn't fucking stream them. Nice, so, dude. There's yeah. playing for no reason. Yeah, Dead rooms. Katie, I don't think has quite yet discovered that Disney Plus has all the Disney oh, yeah, movies on fucked. it yet. But yeah, at that point, so I'm many musicals. Fucked. Gargoyles is on there. Did you guys ever watch Gargoyles? Hell yeah, I watched Gargoyles. Oh, that shit, shit was that awesome. Shit was yeah. They got every episode of every season. Oh, nice. Keith David plays the main gargoyle. Great voice. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic voice. Very From cool. They Live, uh, The Thing. He's the guy at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got a fucking great voice. Um, I think that that should just about do it for us, guys. Yeah, man. I'm going to be in, in Ireland next week, so no episode next week. But uh, Or maybe, yeah, because the week after that is Thanksgiving. So it might be a couple weeks before we get together again. We can do one on Thanksgiving. Why not? I'll be oh, around. You got, will you guys be around? No. Fuck. Not on Thanksgiving. No, we'll be in Dallas. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, we'll maybe the week out. of Thanksgiving. Maybe right yeah. before. Maybe, maybe we just go up now. to Dallas and do one with Senior. Yeah. Nice. They yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Open really report. Cool. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. See All how right. it goes. I am at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram on the internet. I'm at Cliff Bogart on an always fat Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Chase504 on Instagram and YouTube. And you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. Good luck to everybody at Filthy150. Uh, follow along for updates at what's going on at Filthy150. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later. Good luck on 20.6. <laughs>